Welcome to the Teaching Mythology Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, from Education is Powerful. Come with me as we explore myths through a modern-day lens. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I wanted to start this first podcast with a little introduction about me and really my why story of why I wanted to start this podcast. So, my name is Leslie. I have been in education for 15 years, and I taught for... 13 of those years in high schools across, well, in several states. But I start, when I very first started, I worked at a school for youth in custody. And when I walked in the first day, I remember this veteran teacher telling me that I really shouldn't teach difficult texts and I shouldn't teach old texts and I shouldn't teach Shakespeare and I shouldn't teach mythology. And I should really just stick to short novels or informational text, because that was what our kids needed. And I trusted her, and I believed her. And so that's what I did. And I was miserable. Students were miserable. And there was very little learning actually happening. So about halfway through my first year, I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this teaching thing. And if I'm not going to do this, well, then I'm going to teach whatever the heck I want. So I introduced my class to a little book called The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. Or is it Riordan? I never know but I'll say Riordan. And to prepare kids for reading the novel, I did a little background PowerPoint on the great gods. Now this was a simple little PowerPoint at the time, but I just wanted to introduce them to the characters that they were going to see in the novel because Rick Riordan does this great job of dropping these gods and goddesses into the story and they're, they're real people. And so if you know characteristics of the gods, you can pick out who they are in the novel. And I'll never forget the fates were one of the first goddesses that we run into. And I believe it's in chapter two and they're sitting on a bench, you know, one's knitting, one's cutting the thread, one's pulling the thread out. Like, you know, which means she's reading the lifeline because I'd done the intro. I stopped and I said, Ooh, who do you think these are? And my students got it. And for the first time, they were introduced to a world where they had no background knowledge, but they could figure out what was going on. And from that moment, I had them hooked. They fell in love with mythology and they loved the lightning thief. At the end of the novel, they even wanted me to teach Sea of Monsters and just abandon all my plans for the whole year. But I didn't feel like I could do that. But the next year, I had a lot of the same students, and it was kind of the unique nature of this school. I had new students, but I had about half my class that was the same. And they said, we need to read Sea of Monsters this year. And I said, but the other class, like these other students haven't read Lightning Thief. And they did little book talks so that the other students could kind of catch up on the storyline. So the second year I taught Sea of Monsters and so many of these students went on to read the entire Percy Jackson series and moved into the Roman series. I had opened up this whole world of mythology for them. After that, I taught mythology every year and I started to branch out into Egyptian and Norse and I would look for mythologies that were the cultures that my students came from. I'll never forget. I had a student who was Navajo. I decided to tell the Navajo creation myth and some of the other stories. And he was a non-speaker in my class. And we did this little Navajo mythology day and he brightened up, looked at me for the first time 
And then I couldn't get the kid to be quiet the whole rest of the year. He was such a chatterbox and it was just so great. And it, it was because of mythology. So I have such a special place, place in my heart for mythology and the way that we can connect with kids and really reach students who are not traditional readers because there is something special about mythology and special about myths that kind of reaches down deep into our soul that we respond to. So if we flash forward, the last school that I was at, I was so fortunate to be able to teach semester long world mythology classes. And I would divide these classes into half classical, which I kind of defined as Greek, Norse, and Egyptian. And we did the heroic journey. The second semester, we would focus on world myths and world cultures. And I was able to introduce them to mythology systems throughout the world, some that they had never even heard of. My last semester before I left, I that year I had taught nine courses of mythology for first semester, five second semester. It was an incredibly popular class. My classes were always full. I think I had 39 desks in my room and they were full every semester. It ended up being that I would end up having about half of the senior class um, who would end up taking mythology senior year. It was wonderful. And when I transferred to a new position, it was a good transfer for me. I was going to be able to get a raise, but I knew that I was going to have to give up teaching mythology and that I would never get to teach it again. It was kind of a unicorn class. I had built this program and it had expanded so much. And I knew that it was a once in a lifetime gig. It was hard for me to leave. The year after I left, sections were cut. The year after that, even fewer students signed up. The year after that, fewer students signed up. I think that the school is now down to one class per semester of mythology. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart so much to know that so many students aren't signing up for this class and aren't able to take it. When I talked to the teachers, because I'm still friends with them, about what was happening, they really, like, there aren't teachers who really want to teach it. They don't feel comfortable teaching the myths. They don't know all the myths. They don't know all the gods. And it's really overwhelming for them to learn it all. Now, I had learned it over the course of, you know, 15 years. They were trying to learn it all at once to replace my program. They really struggled with how much background knowledge the students came in with. Because of Rick Riordan and other writers and this resurgence of mythology that's happening in our culture... Students know when you pronounce something wrong, they usually know it, or they are not shy about piping up and saying, hey, that's not the story I've heard, or that's not who Hercules' mother is. And I was comfortable with that, and I had a response to that, and I'm going to talk about how I dealt with those things and the like variations in the myths. But these are experienced teachers, but they're new to mythology and that's not a comfortable place to be. They also felt like the resources were kind of archaic. And even though I left all my resources with them, they didn't have me to explain how I use them. So I kind of have two major reasons why I wanted to start the podcast. The first reason is that I want to help teachers who are teaching mythology. 
If I had my way, we would have mythology courses in every high school in the world. <laughs> that's, that's how important I think it is. Um, so I want to help new teachers. I want to give backgrounds to the myths. I want to talk about how I taught the myths. And I want, really want to look at these myths through a modern perspective because every time I would teach the myths, my students were different. I was different. The world was different. And we would look at them very differently. So they were always growing and changing. I also have a little bit of a selfish reason for the podcast in that it gives me a chance to talk about these myths and talk about the myths I love and to continue to learn more and really be a teacher in a mythology class again, even though it's a different format. So every two weeks, I'm going to publish new episodes and I'm going to follow sort of a progression that I see through a mythology course. And so I really recommend watching the episodes, not watching, listening to the episodes in order so that you don't miss kind of an important factor. Each episode, I'm going to do a short summary of the myth. This is not a retelling. There are amazing podcasts out there. Some that I'm going to refer to because I use them in my own class that do amazing professional retellings of the myths and they have characters and some even have multiple speakers and they're beautiful. That's not what this is about. This is about me giving you a summary. So we have talking points and then we're going to discuss the myths. We're going to talk about their meanings, their themes, how we can look at these myths through a modern day lens and give you ideas of how I taught them. So I hope you'll join me. And in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the lesson that I gave on the first day of every semester that I taught the mythology class. And it really helped hook the kids and bring us all on the same level. And I feel like it taught a lot about tolerance and it helped us have a common vocabulary. Thanks for joining me today on teaching mythology. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe and I'll see you next time.